0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Trips M. Uh, today is December 14th, 2020, and this is major Monday, Monday mood right now. Just raining outside, shit day, and I had a terrible weekend. Um, worked every single day, got up at 5 a.m. pretty much every single day, and the grind's real. And I come home to do sports betting, and just nothing hits. I'm in, I'm mentally in a rut, and when things are going right, just at the very last second, it gets swiped out from from under me. My legs get taken out, and I just smash right. On, I just fall right on my ass, and it's just so miserable right now. And right now, I'm in. A, I'm at a point where I think for the rest of this year, I'm gonna. Chill, save my money, not bet. And just to say, like I'm not I'm not losing money. I've maybe lost fifty dollars. But I think the saddest thing is I've gotten my account to sixteen hundred dollars and now more recently I've gotten it up to thirteen hundred dollars and I just mentally get into a spot where I lose it all. I'll lose a couple bets a couple parlays it'll be a run a bad run and then i'll go to the casino and then that's where it all goes downhill i'm just chasing 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 and then it just the just the computer takes it away from you the house always wins that's something you have to remember and just uh i just fucking hate computers because i need to see a live deck when i'm doing blackjack and stuff it's ridiculous but That's besides the point. So yeah, I'm going to lay low on sports betting and just enjoy the sports watching. Just enjoy watching the game. And um, just recapping the parlay that did me yesterday that just sent me over the edge was um, it was a three-leg parlay. I had the Minnesota Vikings versus Tampa Bay. I had Tampa Bay covering six and a half. It didn't start out well. Tom Brady wasn't consistently hitting these deep balls and to my benefit Dan Bailey the kicker for the Minnesota Vikings is by far the worst kicker this year I think in the last two weeks he's missed seven kicks which is astronomical an astronomical amount Um, so with Dan Bailey missing about 12 points worth of kicks it gave time for Tom Brady to warm up and the Buccaneers took care of business then I had Dallas, minus three, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Previously, I took the Bengals to cover against the Dolphins. They burned me, so I went against them in spite, and the Cowboys obliterated them. And then this one, where I know, for people listening out there that took this game, I know you felt the same thing I did. I had the Kansas City Chiefs, minus seven, against the Miami Dolphins. Now... The Chiefs are coming off, uh, not covering the previous week against the Broncos, uh, Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football, I should say, where the line was, I believe, thirteen and a half or fourteen and a half, and I think the Chiefs only won by seven or eight, not too sure, um, but so yeah, they're they're at Miami. Miami's defense, the last eighteen weeks, has gotten at least one takeaway. And I'm thinking about that, and I understand it. and I'm thinking this is a bounce-back week for the Chiefs. They have so many threats that the Dolphins can't keep up. And I think, I mean, I'm calling him for this from now on until I win money on him. I'm calling him Ketchup Boy. Patrick Mahomes is now Ketchup Boy. Whenever I reference him, he will be known as Ketchup Boy. Um, he threw the ball like a Nerf ball. When you're throwing catch with your dad or your brother or whatever, you're throwing a nerf ball, a nerf football. He lobbed these things perfectly for the Dolphins to take away. It's like he wrapped, he made the hoagie. He, like this is my analogy. He made a hoagie, he cut it in half, he rolled it up in the foil, and he basically handed it to him and, pay, and let him pay for, for or let it have it for free. Two picks in the first quarter. Literally, that's 14 points right there, just shutting the Dolphins having any chance in this game. He gives two bullshit giveaways, and then the Chiefs go into halftime up four off of fucking um, punt return, miraculously. And I'm going into the second half, good feelings. The other two games are doing well, um, and the Chiefs get up a 20-point lead. They get a safety. It's 30-10 to 10 going into the fourth. And I'm thinking, all right, this is good. Patrick Mahomes, one more touchdown, we're good. The Dolphins get one back, and now I'm shitting bricks because Mahomes throws another fucking pick. Three interceptions and a fumble they had. Four takeaways that game the Dolphins defense had. And they were losing by tw- by 20. Unbelievable. Like The Chiefs fucking sold that game for the spread, and it's only six now, after the Dolphins making a one-possession game, the Chiefs drive, a couple magical things happen going in favor of the Chiefs' spread, and the Chiefs kick a, I think, a 47-yard field goal, Bucker hits, the Dolphins just start driving on the Chiefs' defense, because they're fucking ass, they're ass- I do with that defense. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They fucking sold. The Dolphins drove up that damn field easily, and there's about 15 seconds left in the game. They're at like the 25 yard line of the Chiefs, and fucking Brian Flores, the bastard, kicks a field goal. And I just went to my room the rest of the day. I just couldn't. I couldn't be. I couldn't just be bothered. I just went to to my room, just watched some fucking shows and never left until I had to piss or was hungry. Like, I couldn't, I just couldn't be bothered. It was so demoralizing when that happened. Like, all my energy just left my body. It was like I got shanked right in the fucking gut. And just the blade right up to my stomach, to my chest. It was just so fucking heart-wrenching, that feeling. So, yeah. Ketchup boy let me down. He, he secured his money, but I, lo- I lose mine on his. i betting on him all the time. Fucking stupid ketchup fuckhead. So, yeah. So, that was my weekend wrap-up. Very miserable. Uh, not one you want to hear about, but looking back, it'll be something to laugh about. Hopefully. Um, so, yeah. Uh, going past that, um, there are Premier League games tomorrow and wednesday and thursday midweek we are in the time where the prem is cramming a lot of games in trying to get the league going now that the covid schedule has been in been in place so i'm gonna do a quick recap of this weekend's games and a quick preview just to save you guys time it won't be like friday's episode where we stretch it on and on so We did record during the Friday game, Leeds-West Ham. We said live West Ham 1-2-1. They came back there. They were down 1-0, and West Ham came through. Big win for them in the league. That put them up into sixth place. West Ham is sneakily in this top ten. Very shocking because at the beginning of the year, I think in my preseason prediction, I had them down in the bottom five. So they're doing very well. We'll have to wait and see if Declan Rice is sold in January or not. Uh, next game, Aston Villa-Wolves. Uh, in this matchup, I said I had a feeling about Aston Villa. Evan went the other way with Wolves. Villa pulled out the 1-0 win on a 90-second minute penalty, which was pretty, it looked accidental from Semedo, which just bumped, ran into the back of uh, McGinn, and easy call for the ref, didn't need VAR for it. And uh, Villa secured the points there with 10 men. Big result for them. Putting them up in the 10th, they're in a decent spot now going into these fixtures. Next, Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. Newcastle handled this game the whole time. They scored in the first minute. And West Brom did get an equalizer and Newcastle had to fight through until the 84th minute where they got the winner from uh, substitute Dwight Gale, who we haven't seen in a while. So that was a big win for them. Then we had the Manchester derby, where Evan and I believe Man City was going to absolutely annihilate United. Uh, Solskjaer's, Solskjaer's plan for United was to put all his big guys in there, to bully all the little guys, and it did work. Uh, it was a 0-0 zero, zero draw. Man United had a few good chances. I would say Man City had a couple more. Um, so a very boring result. Doesn't really change much in the in the table for them, but dropped opportunity for them. So, and the final game for Saturday, Everton won, Chelsea nil, I was completely off on this, off base, uh, I said Chelsea was going to annihilate Everton with their absence of their wing backs, and they proved me wrong with a 1-0 win, but going into a little detail about how the game went, if you didn't watch, Everton got... A penalty from the Mendy, the Chelsea goalkeeper, coming out. He was in no man's land, and for some reason he came out when Thiago Silva was there to cover for him, and he he budged over Dominic Calvert-Lewin, given an easy penalty. And Everton, after that, didn't have too many good chances. Just Chelsea, when their playmakers got the ball up front, they just couldn't produce. At points, you didn't even realize Drew was out there. And Kai Havertz, the last two to three games, has been absolutely terrible, looking like a complete waste of money. He's just not used to the league and how demanding it is, physically and mentally. And, uh, I mean, if that change does not come, he's going to have to ride the bench for a little bit, unfortunately. But that's a huge win for Everton, putting them back into the seventh. uh, Drop points by Chelsea puts them outside the top four, which is not good. Uh, but they'll look to bounce back this week. Uh, and Sunday's games, Southampton handled business against Sheffield. Sheffield's still in last place. Uh, 3-0 win for Southampton. Danny Yang's getting involved again. Uh, 1-1 draw. This one was surprising. Spurs-Palace. Spurs went up early with a Kane goal and equalized with Schlupp. Uh, I did not see that coming. Big result for Palace and draw points for Spurs. And then following that, Liverpool, Fulham, Liverpool with a win here, could hop in a first. They also drew 1-1. Fulham getting a big result, trying to get every single point they can to stay out of that relegation zone. Right now, they're one point um, outside of safety. Then this was the game that we said was going to be make or break for Arsenal. Does Arsenal win? If they win, puts them back in the mix mid-table. String in a couple of results, uh, uh, went the other way. Burnley got their second win of the season, 1-0 win off an Aubameyang own goal. Very sad to see Aubameyang score an own goal. Uh, didn't expect it. And then Grant Jacca got a straight red. So it was a typical game for Arsenal, really, just the letdown. That puts them in 15th place. They are only five points outside of relegation zone, which is something you never thought you would see. They played 12 games, seven losses. They've only scored ten goals. That is the least that is the second least amount of goals outside the relegation zone for a team. It's absolutely ridiculous how bad they're doing. And it's not looking good for them the next couple of fixtures, as we said before. And then this was the game I thought I'd take a chance with here. I said Brighton was going to beat Leicester somehow because of the form they've been in, but Leicester came out and absolutely annihilated Brighton 3 0. James Madison with the brace. Jamie Vardy with the one. Um, yeah, Leicester looked like the old Leicester there. That secured their top four spot for now in third place. And going into the middle, the midweek fixtures now, we're going to see a lot of squad rotation for these teams. So for the bigger teams, this is going to be big for them to rest some key guys and play those de- squad depth players that have just as much talent and it'll be interesting to see for the lower-level teams if they play the same teams off on low, low, not as many rest days as a usual week would be. So it'll be interesting to see, but starting tomorrow, we have Wolves hosting Chelsea, Wolves coming off that loss to Villa, and Chelsea also coming off a loss to Everton, both 1-0. It'll be interesting to see here. Still, Wolves are trying to... Wolves are trying to figure out a new system without Raul Jimenez, their main guy up top. They're they've been playing guys out of position at like a shadow forward type role. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think this is a bounce back week for Chelsea. I think Giroud's time is now out. I think I think Frank's going to give Tammy back the starting role, or maybe even change things up and slide Werner in the middle, and put Pulisic back in if he's match fit. And I wouldn't be surprised if he drops Kai Havertz to the bench personally. I think he could put Jorginho back in there for him and keep Mount and Kovacic. Um, but yeah, I think Chelsea gets a bounce-back win here. Uh, next we have City, West Brom. Don't really have to say much. West Brom is playing terrible right now. Uh, Man City's in good form. So I would say Man City here by, by at least three. And those are the two games for Tuesday. And then we have a big match load on Wednesday, six matches. Arsenal are hosting Southampton. Now, It's a, this is a case of the Hungry Dog run fa- runs faster. Arsenal are in need of points. In need of points. And the next couple matches aren't looking good for them against Everton and Chelsea. Um, but Southampton are looking like one of the best teams right now. Just the way they play and the system that their manager has them in is working very well. And Arsenal is home here, so you think they would have an advantage? They're going to have fans there. So at at the, the second that whistle blows, I know those fans will be screaming at them the whole time. And Grant Jaco will be out, so it will be interesting to see if Partey will be back from injury or not or if they'll have to make do with uh, other players. But um, I don't know. This seems like an odd one. Midweek, I think Arsenal does get the result here. I think Southampton, Southampton will be lacking a little fitness. So I think this this is a case of hungry dog runs faster. So I would say Arsenal here. Uh, next, we have Leeds-Newcastle. This looks like an interesting game. Leeds have not been in good form in their last five. They, they have lost three, won one and drawn one. They're giving up a lot of goals, a lot of goals. The third most, or sorry, second most in the league they've given up, 22. Um, but they have scored a fair few goals as well. So, uh, I don't know. They still haven't adapted to that Premier League-style attack. They're still giving up a lot of goals. And Newcastle, on the other hand, well, they're right there with them, I should be saying. The ferry. In their last five, won three, lost two. Uh, they're a middle-of-the-park team. Uh, play a four-four-two, pretty straightforward. Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson has been doing well. Jolington played very nice the last two weeks, and I think they are well rested after having a week off from a COVID postponed match. So I think Newcastle do win this game. I could see a draw here, um, but I think Newcastle has the favor here. Next, Leicester Everton, big game here. Uh, Leicester coming off a big win, Everton as well. I think Leicester carry on their form I still don't trust Everton I don't I think that last week was a fluke I don't think they deserved that win against Chelsea they just had a bad day at the office so I think Leicester show them up here Uh, next we have Fulham Brighton this is a big game for the bottom half Uh, Brighton lost West or Fulham coming off a big draw Uh, I would say Brighton here I think Fulham Fulham getting the first goal is so huge for their confidence, and they are are a confidence-based team where they need to score that first goal. So, I think Brighton here, Welbeck's been looking good. Just getting him the ball is the problem. So, I would say, I would lean towards Brighton here. Next match, we have Liverpool Spurs. This is the biggest match of the week. Top top, uh, title challengers, first and second place playing, duking it out, I should say. Um... Liverpool, bad news came out that Diego Jota is out for six to eight weeks now, so they are still dealing with more injuries as they pile up. Spurs, on the other hand, are an absolute unit. Mm, This game is at Anfield, so the streak is um, on the line here for Liverpool for most matches without losing a Prem game at home. I don't... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Harry Kane and Sonner are in such good form, and I think this would be the team to break that streak. But Liverpool is Liverpool, and going forward, they are deadly. But I think this is going to play similar to the Arsenal-Spurs game where Spurs just sits back, Mourinho style is just absorb, and then they counter. Uh, and it'll be big for Liverpool to see how they react to losing the ball because they need to win it back immediately or else Tottenham's gonna be gone so my gut wants to say a draw here but I think just because it's at Anfield I think this is a Liverpool match they win late in the game so I'm gonna say Liverpool here Uh, West Ham Palace West Ham big win last week Palace with a big draw I would say against Spurs it's at West Ham. It's a London derby. Uh, just Halle is terrible up top for West Ham. And now that Zaha is back for Palace, I still favor West Ham here because I don't trust Palace's defense. They're slow. They're just slow back there. But West Ham doesn't have any speedy guys up front. And that's the problem. I would say a draw here. I think it would be a nice old draw. Uh, next, we have Villa Burnley. I'm going to take Villa here easy. Villa is looking really nice right now. Good form. Burnley getting that big, big win off Arsenal. I think they can't string a couple games together. I think Villa, this is a good win for them. And then the last match, Man U away at Sheffield. Sheffield still bottom of the league. The only team without a Premier League win. You would think with how with all the drama going at Manchester United that maybe Sheffield does somehow squeak out a win. Um, but I just don't see how they have any guys that can score. It's just hard for me to see. In 12 games, they've only scored five goals. So I think this is a United win here. It might not be big, but I think this is a United win. Um, other than that, we're at the 21-minute mark. Um, other than that, uh, kind of lost on, I want to say, oh, uh, the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, when everybody thought they were out, they're still alive. Jalen Hurts, after being named the new starting quarterback, gets a win for the Eagles, mainly I would say from his feet. He rushed for 106 yards, 106 yards as a quarterback is insane. And then on top of that, Miles Sanders with 14 carries, two touchdowns for 115 yards. The Invincible Saints defense that everybody thought was there got absolutely torched on the ground. The O-line had a great game. Uh, Big takeaway from Duke Riley on the defense. Uh, I mean, the Eagles were up 17-0 at the half, so that really shocked people. But the second half got really scary where the Saints brought it back to a one-possession game. But the Eagles pulled through. Um, it was, I mean, if you look at the stats, just Taysom Hill is more comfortable in the pocket now. Like, he's been a starter for a while there. He's got a couple more games in than Hertz. Hertz only threw the ball 30 times, 17 completed for 167 yards and only one TD in the air. Um, just the receivers still aren't getting those stat lines where they're massive games. They're getting two to four catches for 20 to 40 yards receiving. And Alshon Jeffrey was the only, only receiving touchdown, and he only had one catch. So the, the receivers are still struggling to get open for the Eagles. But it was just the game was won on the ground for the Eagles with 246 yards rushing total. Uh, in the playoff picture, it's coming down to the wire here now, the NFC East, who's going to get that fourth seed? Uh, Washington, big result over the Niners. Giants slipped up against Arizona. And then we had the Cowboys, like I said earlier, beating up on the Bengals. So these last three weeks are going to be massive. After this week's games, the last two weeks will be all divisional matchups, and that is where we're going to see who's going to make it out of the division and probably lose in the first round to whoever the top playoff or the top wild card seed is. But right now, Washington's in the driving seat. With the, they're going to have to play Seattle now and then Carolina, and then week 17, big matchup against the Eagles on January 3rd, so it'll be interesting to see, but other than that, it's a very short one, I uh, just want to update you guys on how it's going, what happened over, my, over the weekend for me, and um, more things are coming for the show, we're getting into a groove now, three shows a week, lots of content, um, gonna be making more posts for the Instagram, and The the tweets have been coming out all pretty much every day from me and Evan, so make sure you're staying up to date with all of our socials at Post20Pod. Um, Rate our show if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Give a five-star review, uh, five stars, and leave a review uh, letting us know what we can do to improve or what we're doing right, and uh, if you're still here, guys, make sure you're liking all the stuff on our socials. Uh, It really helps us grow more likes, and more retweets, more favorites, and all that. Um, but other than that, thank you guys so much for listening to episode three of Tri- Trips M. Uh, next show will be Wednesday with Evan for Wake Up Wednesday, and then you'll I'll be back here on Friday for our normal routine show. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.